Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. Hope you all having a great day out there. So, this episode is a special one to me. Well, let's be real, all of them kind of are. But this one, any of them that are more personal, more reflective in nature, that have the opportunity for that. Um, that's where it really touches the heart, right? That's where we really get to understand ourselves, have that self-awareness, self-knowledge. And so this little, this little message on a rough, shiny quarter, at first glance, it might be a rough, shiny quarter for that coin you flip. Heads or tails, Mr. George Washington. On the other end of it, it might be a rough and shiny quarter for a rough and shiny quarter life, 25 years. So today, March 8th, 2020, this man right here, myself, I turned 25 today. And it's been a great birthday, been a great celebration, good time, but every birthday, um, Leads me to have some reflective moments, some reflective time, you know, on for another trip around the sun, another time I made it this far. And so we'll call it my quarter life crisis. Now, of course, we never know how uh, how long we have. This could very well be my third of life crisis or my half life crisis. We got no idea. But there's also kind of a freedom of not knowing and living every moment like it's your last. Because if you live every moment like, like it's your last, hey, one day you'll be right right that's what it's all about so for today for my reflective nature while really this day is no different than any other any other day in terms of the grand scheme of things the sun rises the sun sets although speaking of which my uh one of my younger brothers he sent me a text today wishing me happy birthday <laughs> and in it he said that uh you know this would be the odds that on your birthday is the only day of the year that you get 23 hours for with having daylight savings time Losing an extra hour. And I said, hey, you know, got to make each hour count a little bit more. But why do we have to wait to make each hour count a little bit more when it's a day of 23 hours? Why not make each hour count a little more, each minute count a little more, every minute, every hour of each day? That's my whole philosophy. So for today, we kind of took, I took chunks of ages for myself going from zero all the way up to currently and tried to highlight kind of as I thought back over my life over my growth over my progress in those period of years what was my greatest challenge the rough parts of the quarter but then for the bright and shiny what was the highlight and it was real tough for me to narrow it down um, to multiple because you know when we think of highlights we often think of hey that one moment the glory right and when we think of challenges we think of man all that adversity we had to struggle to climb to overcome and that's not accurate right i mean it is accurate in terms of the way memory works but it's not accurate in terms of it's not based in reality for a highlight we think a moment and for challenge we think of anguish over time and perseverance but here's the interesting thing we can never get to the highlights 
without having the hard work. I'm not saying that everything is linear. I'm not saying that every piece of hard work always gets you to the exact perfect spot. And I'm not even saying that every single highlight always happens because of pure planned dedication. Sometimes things just happen. But it's just, it's interesting how we have that. The challenges we think about in a longer time period that we really had to work through, the highlights, could be just a moment. And we'll see as I explore this. Now, from age zero to five for me. As I reflect back on this time, my biggest challenge this time for myself was actually moving from New Hampshire to New York. Um, we had everybody out in New Hampshire. I lived there, was born out there. Um, that's where my father was originally from. Um, after, you know, my mother and my father met, got married, they moved back to New Hampshire. Had some fun, had us, me and my two younger brothers. And I lived there till I was uh, just about five. And um, after I was five, um, we moved, moved out to New York. And for me, I was confused. We had my whole family there. I didn't know why I was moving. I didn't like it, man. Uh, did not like it at all. And moving out there, I remember, <laughs> I felt bad for these guys looking back now. They're probably just a bunch of, you know, college kids that were a little bit overworked, underpaid. But they're these moving guys. And they were coming in our house to help us move. Well, that's the way my parents saw it. The way I saw it was they were coming in our house and they were taking our stuff. And my parents, for whatever reason, seemed kind of cool about it. It seemed okay. So I had these randos coming in to my area, my sanctuary, my my home. And taking some of my stuff up in boxes and loading it into their weird truck. So being the little mischievous kid I was, I took uh, found some little pebbles and started throwing rocks at them from a distance and try not to get caught and I can't even remember to this day if I hit any of them or not. I think I probably did. Um, so anyways, I feel kind of bad about that. But the greatest highlights, I'm going to give two of them. And I normally said I wanted to narrow it down to, down to one, but these are two very, very different ones. Um, first one was back at our old place in New Hampshire. We had this small backyard and like just like barely a little bit of woods back behind the house because I feel like almost all houses in New Hampshire got a little bit of that. So we got a little bit of woods back there and in that woods early on are these like big pile of rocks and I mean they were huge. They were ginormous. Um, there were these three or four or five boulders stacked up and I remember that you know they used to be my favorite thing as a young kid. Me and my two younger brothers we'd climb on those all day. Looking back these boulders, these giant, huge rocks we climb. Honestly, they're probably just like a foot, foot and a half tall. Like, yeah, like a foot and a half, maybe two feet tall for some of them. That's it. But they felt giant, and we felt like, you know, kings of the castle standing up on top of that rock. Loved it. The other one, for me, was right after we got to New York, or pretty soon after. Um, we were looking for a dog for the family. And I remember um, seeing this young golden retriever pup, six weeks old. We had to wait a couple weeks after to get her. But I remember when I was young, five years old, I picked her up in my arms and just kind of held her. Uh, like doing a two-arm bicep curl, just held her up. And I remember her being heavy, and I'm like, oh, man, this is tough. This is real tough. 
I'm like, I got, I got to hold this girl up, man. Cute freaking dog bouncing all over the place. And it's interesting thinking about it back then where, you know, it was me holding her in my arms. As we go forward in time a little bit, it was right when we adopted um, our other dog, Zeus, from the SPCA when I was much older. And by much older, I mean like fourth grade, this next chunk of time. It was interesting too where it was another kind of arm fatigue reaching out where I reached out to go pet him and he was just freaking hyper and he jumped up and his paws went right, his front paws went right on my arm reaching out and we just looked at each other and he was full of energy. And it was the same thing, I was a young kid and trying to hold my own, trying to keep my strength up, showing him my support, my stability, not wanting to look weak. It's funny how that kind of, those similarities never connected in my mind before. But hey, this is why we talk, this is why we have reflection, this is why we tell stories. There are so many times through this podcast that I've had thoughts that um, were semi-coherent. They were made much more coherent in, uh, in this time, in this time, just speaking, reflecting. And even if you're not saying these things out loud, which I'd encourage you to, not even to anybody in particular, but the chance to go through this reflective process, it's a good chance and good opportunity. And I think it's one that can be beneficial. I'll put it this way. It's at least been beneficial for me. So now we get at the age of about 6 to 10. Challenges for myself. Between 6 and 10. For me, it was trouble at school. Um, and you know, there are uh, some of these time periods where the challenges and the highlights are uh, kind of intimately intertwined. And this is definitely one of them. For me, it was trouble at school. You know, by second grade plus um i spent half my recess days outside i spent the other half in the principal's office so me and the secretaries became good friends by default i guess um and i just you know get in trouble for little stupid crap basically just getting in trouble for being a kid is honestly uh what it really is and what it came down to but hey that's just my opinion i'll let the other teachers have their opinion but just messing around didn't enjoy the whole getting in trouble thing because, you know, I get in trouble at school. Uh, then, guess what? Teachers would hear about it, which means parents would hear about it, which means I get the same damn speaking to right back at home. And I kind of started to get the feelings of being real, real misunderstood because I was just doing my thing. I was enjoying life. Um, I was curious about the world. And part of my curiosity to find out how that world worked, how this crazy world does work, is I just go around poking people's buttons a little bit. Not maliciously. But just to find out more about the world. Now I was always a little bit of a rebel. I wanted to do things my way. Now highlight. Between 6 and 10. Man, we had a gang. We had a crew. Um, you know, out of... For my elementary school per grade, we probably had... Well, I don't know, 35 people or so total. Um, not for the whole school, but for like... Yeah, as I was in second grade and third grade for each grade, we had about 35 people. And now... With that, there are only about seven, maybe eight guys as a part of that crew. Um, but then out of those, we had six of us. So two were kind of not not really in the group. Um, but we had six of us that are real close, man. Real close. And it was, it was awesome. We were out there. We were we felt like kings of the castle, man. Just running around, causing causing chaos, just doing stuff that stupid little guys do. Um, 
yeah, we're out, outside, slide in the mud all day, wrestling, um, just making up games all day, man. It was, it was a, it was a freaking blast. A lot of highlights from that time for sure. Now, we're moving forward. We're moving forward between 11 and 15. We had some challenges in this time. You know, not many people say that they made it out of middle school with a, uh, not a scratch on. You know, for me that definitely uh was the case as well. Definitely had a few battle scars along the way. So 11 to 15, right? For me, a lot of the challenges were around um, anger, actually, is my feelings from kind of mid-late elementary school about feeling misunderstood and kind of getting in trouble on and off all the time. Well, let's just say that continued, and let's just say that did not slow down. Um, for me, it was always, it started out innocent, and then people pushed me, poked me the wrong way. Hey, felt like I had to had to get back for it. Um, felt like I had to, you know, hold my ground, do my own, do my thing. And of course, I led to feel more misunderstood, uh, getting in fights, and just well, let's say, let's keep it at a lot of things that I'm not proud of. Um, a lot of things I've grown immensely from, but a lot of things that I am not proud of at all. And as a part of that, ended up in the psych ward for a little bit. And not not proud to admit it, not proud to say it, but hey, that's part of my story, part of who I was for a little bit. And so I think it's important for me to acknowledge all that part of my past, not just shut it out, but remember where I came from. And remember how I got from being so damn low to being where I am today and having the foundation for where I'm going to keep going in the future. That was also the time where I got the pacemaker put in for the fainting issues I was having that kept getting developed over and over and over. Don't have that same pacemaker today, I'm in round two, but still got a pacemaker. Highlights from that time were getting more involved with sports. Seventh grade, I started kind of doing a lot of more formal sports. Um, you know, I was never the stud of an athlete, but I like getting out there. I like having fun with the crew. I like working hard, and I love just kind of having an outlet for myself, having an outlet outside of, you know, all the other crap and confusion going on. It was a couple hours during each day where I could just give myself over. Where back in elementary school, it'd be, I'd get home, I'd go out in the woods, roam around, um, have my own time to ponder my own thoughts, make up my own games. Uh, you know, this sounds kind of simple for some people, but that was my way of entertainment, just... Hey, get some sticks and hit stuff, man. Uh, have a lot of fun. So I had to channel the energy differently because it was harder to just find time. And, you know, they fill us with busy work back in the day. So, well, let's be real. Sometimes they still fill us with busy work in the current day, both in, you know, past from college and then just life in general. But, hey, anyways. So I started doing sports. I started to wrestle. Um, started to play football and was on the lacrosse team too. Like I said, I started later than a lot of other people. Wasn't always the best athlete or best skill player, but had fun, worked hard. Um, and it gave me a really important energetic outlet for myself. Now, moving on. The group of age between 16 and 20 for myself. So, this was about the time that I got shipped off. Not quite shipped off to Boston, but shipped off to Connecticut, heading away for a boarding school. And for me, 
between this time early 16 to graduating that boarding school going to uh, first couple years of college in this time period the biggest challenges for me was um, you know I was always much more of an introvert kind of guy and still am to this day uh, I definitely got some extrovert tendencies in me and I can flip the switch when I need to um, that doesn't mean I always enjoy it a ton but hey I put myself out there and I get myself out there every once in a while for me, it was all about trying to find my voice, growing my voice, and my confidence. That was, those were the challenges for me, and really, really trying to make that happen. Other than for me, it was also about finding the right relationships and um, transitioning through that because I didn't always have the best friends. I didn't always have, you know, my first early romantic relationships were not good romantic relationships at all. Um, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. I was in it, in it for the wrong reasons. Um, some of the friends I was hanging with had, did not have growth mindsets at all. Um, you know, probably at the time I barely even knew what a growth mindset was. It probably wasn't until my around my senior year or so, then of high school that I really started finding that out. And that goes right in with my highlights. Um, for me, it was the transition, the growth I started to make. Um, I had an epiphany. I had a realization that, you know, again, this isn't anything incredible. But for me at the time, it was just end of my junior year. Probably had the three weeks left before the summer. I was going to work that summer at the boarding school um, as basically a glorified camp counselor. Um, keep the other freshman rascals in line. And started my senior year, which was a big year um, for the leadership school I was a part of. And I remember saying to myself one day, you know, I'm tired of being fat. That was literally the simple thought that crossed my mind. I'm tired of being fat. At the time, my uh, sophomore, junior year of high school, I was weighing in about 190 or so. Um, and this was not a pretty healthy 190 at all. This was like, dude, you got 20 pounds of baby chub. What are you doing with yourself right now? And like I said, I played sports. I switched over to basketball and soccer at the time. And I put an effort when I was there. Um, but I certainly wouldn't be the guy to work out or do anything extra, really. Unless it was just pure fun, like, you know, you know, shoot some shots for basketball, whatever. Or kick a soccer ball around real casual. For the sake of working out, getting stronger, getting good at its skill. No, I really wouldn't do that outside of practice at all. And I remember having the feeling and just committing to it. It was just, okay, I'm tired of being fat. We're going to do something about it. And that was a logical thought. So from there, I started doing my research on nutrition and exercise and what I could do. And I started making habits, little bits at a time. The first habit I changed was cutting out all soda and upping my water intake. And that was probably the hardest one. Now, was it because it was soda and sugar's addicting? Maybe. Was it because it was the first change for the first change of a habit? Maybe. I don't know to this day. But what I do know is I was dedicated, I was focused, and I did what I needed to do to make it work. That's what I do know. And guess what? It worked. Hard work paid off. It absolutely happened. So I went from end of my junior year, went about 190, 195 or so, down to the start of my a couple weeks in my senior year, putting on a substantial amount more muscle, and went in at 165. 
And so that was a huge change for me. That was a transformative time. And I started to have success in these physical areas. Um, just before that, I'd started to slowly gain some success in the intellectual mental areas. And it just, that went into all of the areas of my life. I, pro I proved to myself and showed myself that I can take ownership, I can take control. Uh, then I could start to have a growth mindset to take ownership over my life and what I wanted to achieve and to make that happen. And so for me, that was a bright, shiny moment. Now we move forward. The years from 21 to 24. Basically the years in physical therapy grad school for me. And that was good. I had been an RA in college for a few years, growing up through that and everything. Really starting to hit my stride here a little more. Now my biggest challenge in this time was the idea of good being the enemy of great. Good being the enemy of great. I settled for good too much in my life. I settled for good too much. You know, um, I was fortunate that young in college, I had a lot of mentors. I had a lot of upper class PTs that took me under their wing so I could keep learning a lot and be in that field. Freshman in college, I didn't have a lot of patience for the other freshmen. Um, not necessarily a them thing, that's just where I was at. That was more of a me thing. And that's neither here nor there, that's fine. That's just what it was, right? So I was hanging out much more so with a couple juniors and mostly seniors at the time when I was a freshman and young on. But anyways, challenges built up, right? Challenges built up. Um, there are plenty of times where I could have pushed myself a little bit more, done just a little bit more, a little bit better got my focus a little bit earlier and I still did good I still hit my stride but there was always just that mm, just a little bit more about good being the enemy of great and settling just slightly too early along that same vein and again that that dissipated over time once I started taking more ownership but it's something I need to constantly remind myself of good's the enemy of great but then also I was in the relationships for the wrong reason again it certainly wasn't as bad as it was in high school. Um, but for us, I had a great circle of friends, close friends and everything, and an awesome crew riding all throughout college. But as far as a romantic relationship, I was with this one girl for, well, let's be real, for too long. Um, reflecting back on it, there's a ton that was good about it. A ton that was good. There were some stresses, sure. But there was a lot that was just, yeah, decent not great and you know we broke up toys got back together again that kind of thing and I just you know remember thinking to myself and um, I remember so and just thinking back to it I was in that relationship for too long I got too comfortable with it I should have moved on I you know because in my past that was still even though it wasn't a great relationship it was the best I had, had yet right and so when it's the best you had, you don't, sometimes you don't always know it's possible. I should have left it far before I did. But hey, you live, you learn. Still good friends with that woman to today. And, uh, you know, we'll be good friends. But that romance is long gone, my friend. Long gone. But yeah, there is uh, always a lot we can learn. What I remember and... This is when I really knew that, hey, I kind of knew I didn't need to make a change before, but then I really knew. Um, I was having brunch with a friend I bumped into I hadn't seen in a while, and great woman, incredible energy. Um, yeah, and good, really good friend too. 
And, you know, there was a, uh, there may have been, you know, some hints of a kind of little flirtation thing between the two of us, real, real subtle, real respectful. Um, but then somewhere randomly in the conversation, she said, she says, Hey, are you still with, you know, so-and-so? And that's when I knew that I'd been with this chick too long. I knew I'd been with her too long when my gut reaction at the time, when I got asked by this other girl, hey, you still with? Where I wasn't proud to say it. I wasn't like, oh yeah, like it's going great, it's good, yada, yada, yada. Or like, no, my thought was like, damn. I'd rather have this energy I have with you right now. I'd rather invest in this. And if you have a hint of that, Man, I mean, give the relationship a try, first of all, try and fix it, but if it's been a long-ass time, haul your ass out of there, man. Um, there's too long throughout the time period in my life where the thought process going through my mind with different relationships was, you know, when do I work on trying to try really hard, building people up, giving them a strong hand up, helping them, because I did value that. I did value the other people who have helped me, and I value immensely helping other people. I think sometimes my strong loyalty got my way with that so when do i do that and when do i recognize that hey if a limb has avascular necrosis if it's gone gangrene if you have to amputate it before the rest of the body gets infected when do you amputate and you know i was hesitating with that because when do i keep giving someone a hand up that they need help or when do i need to get them out of my life because they're becoming toxic for me. I think that's something I'm still playing with and it's very situational. If I think of the past, I let them, th I let them get me down, let them infect me just a little bit too much. But it's tough because I'm a dude who I always believe that there's always a hope. And highlight from the years 21 to 24 is graduating physical therapy school, starting my journey out. Uh, the amazing last two clinical internships I've had coming out here now, moving out to Los Angeles, starting in the orthopedic residency at Kaiser Permanente, making a new home for myself, having the job at Evolution Physical Therapy, meeting some incredible people. Again, from the last two internships from Palo Alto, California, to Dallas, Texas, not knowing a soul out there, going out there and making a home for myself, making a place for myself. And then coming here, barely knowing anybody. I still knew a couple more people. A couple more than zero, but not, not many. For me, that's the highlight. That's the highlight of these last kind of 21 to 24 years in that, um, for that chunk of time for myself. Now, of course, another one would be uh, just kind of the, the tour I took around New England before coming out here, prepping for that. Just spending three weeks traveling around, visiting all the family and friends, uh, making it happen. That's all including part of the journey, prepping for myself, coming cross country to finish everything else well out east. And then there's now. And then there's 25. Right now, this moment, this day, this hour, this minute, the second, making it the most it can be. As time ticks slowly beyond money, we can always have more money. We can adjust money. Time, you can't get your time back. You cannot get your time back. I can't get my time back. Nobody can get their time back. 25, magic number, quarter. Quarter life crisis, third life crisis, half life crisis. Whatever it is, man. Live your life to the fullest. I'm living mine. And I don't dwell on those times. I don't, 
You know, just because I'm saying, hey, I might not live to 100, that doesn't mean I'm pessimistic. It doesn't mean I'm optimistic. It just means it is. It is what it will be, and I'm going to do the best I can, and I'm going to stop worrying about how much time I got left because I can't control it anyway. As one of my good friends who back in the day when he was sick had his nurse tell him, you're doing it wrong, honey. You live until you die. You don't sit here laying down, being alive with the heart beating, waiting to die. You're doing it wrong, honey. You live until you die. This 25 has been a rough and shiny one. Let's find out what the next 25 will bring. Simply not easy.